Uh, after yesterday's uh, Labour Appeals Court rules that Nahawu strike illegal, the South African Police Union is now the latest union to indicate that they have given notice to strike. The Thin Blue Line intends to join the picket line on March the 17th. That's later this week. And they have their sights firmly set on that 10% wage hike to discuss their demands and also who and who will not be striking. Lesiba Tobokhali, South African Police Union spokesperson, 100,000 members across SAP's traffic services, and the Department of Correctional Services. Some of your members are employed under the South African Police Services Act, which defines them as essential services. Other members employed under the Public Services Act, which are not, they are SAP's members, but they are not deemed essential services. Just how many exactly members are intending to strike on the 17th of March, Lesiba? Uh, morning, Lester, and also to your listeners back at home. We are busy mobilizing, actually, Lester. Uh, we've got 35,000-plus members who are eligible in terms of the law, as you have clearly alluded it correctly, that we have members who are employed under the Public Service Act, to whom, in terms of the constitutional judgment, uh, they are deemed as not essential services because uh, the government tried to deem them essential but uh, the constitutional judgment has uh, really made them declare that they are not essential services and we are in this plight Lester clearly because government does not want to really do justice to public servants. Public servants, you could remember, during the COVID time period uh, in 2020, they did not receive salary increase. Austerity policy and austerity measures were enforced on our members. They did not receive any salary increase. That has gone even up until now where they never received any real salary increase with the high cost of living, with the high cost of medical aid, high cost of petrol price, and so on. It's just so difficult for public servants to survive under these conditions. So the least we are asking from the employer is to really uh, make sure that the 10% demand that we are making as a you know, collective labor, those unions that are still pursuing this 10%, uh, just to sort out the impasse that is there between ourselves and them. We've went through the process of facilitation over the weekend, but it never bared any fruits, Lester, unfortunately, because government's posture when they come there is that they are not here to discuss the 2022-2023, whereas we are open for social dialogue because we believe in social dialogue, that's where you resolve these issues. But when government comes there, they are they telling you that they are not prepared to talk about what they seem, what they deem to have passed the 2022-2023 for whereas to us it is still something that is critical it's a problem that is why we are mobilizing our members and as of friday lester we are going to see our members uh, withdrawing their labor we have one thousand more than one thousand one hundred police stations across the country we are in a situation where Violence and criminality has increased in the dark of night when it comes to load shedding. We have situations where previous protests just in the last week have caused major disruption and as the Department of Health claims has affected lives. Um, 
I know that it was it's within the right to strike of of workers, particularly non-essential workers. But can you give any assurance as a union that um, the thirty-five thousand members that you say are eligible to strike that this won't impact on the safety and security of South Africans? The members we are talking about, Lester, are not regarded as members in terms of the police act. As you placed, you placed it correctly. Uh, those who are eligible, those who are expected to go to work, uh, those who are employed in terms of the South African Police Act, on the day that they are supposed to report in the CSC, they are supposed to be doing crime prevention. They are supposed to go to work. They are expected to go to work. But it is unfortunate that we are only talking about essential services, but no one is talking about essential salary. No one is talking about decent uh, wage for the workers when it comes to this. So we know that those who are expected to work, they will go to work because they are expected to work. But uh, they are given support services by those who are eligible to strike. They, and, you know, we cannot uh, uh, guarantee whether services will be disrupted or not because the police officer is, is, cannot be able to execute their duties accordingly without those who are giving them support services. Those who are there in the CSC to catch those tickets on the system, to charge suspects on the system, to make sure that those vehicles have got tires, to make sure that those vehicles are indeed uh, serviced, to make sure that uh, the offices are clean, to make sure that everything is in order for the police to be able to do their job. Unfortunately, those are the services uh, indeed which happen to be vulnerable as we are going uh, taking this action. But it is upon the hands of government. We need to mention it to say it is, it is in their hands to resolve the impasse with us. We are still participating in the uh, facilitation where employer called us back to the table after the collapse of facilitation over the weekend. Yesterday we participated, still nothing is forthcoming. Even today we are still going to participate. So clearly we are not naive, but we are participating because we are willing to resolve the impasse. Unfortunately, Lester, if it is not resolved, there is nothing that... Uh, the workers want to do all can do except to go on strike as it starts from Friday. Lisiba Tubokhali, thanks so much for joining us. South African Police Union spokesperson. Meanwhile, we are seeing a shift in how the public is viewing the unfolding protest action currently on our streets, largely led by Nahau, also in pursuit of better wages. These are, I believe, largely justifiable demands. Remember, it also has to do on a government reneging on a three-year agreement. That reneging coming in the height of a pandemic when hospital workers and healthcare workers were on the front line, we had a government who said, we're just going to unilaterally give you a 3%. Um, it reneges on our agreement, but yeah, we need to cut costs. So, so that is very much in our mind's eye. But if we look at the violence and the intimidation over the last few days, we can ask, has public attitudes shifted, particularly in the light of the last few days? Roger Etkin is a former trade union official, now the editor of Amandla magazine. Uh, Roger, I totally appreciate a strike is not there to win public opinion, but it is there to win a dispute with an employer. But what do you think this last few days of strike action, what has it left on um, in terms of the attitude of the South African public in general? 
Well, good morning, Leston, and good morning to the listeners. Um, I think it's left a narrative, and I think largely it's left a false narrative. The false narrative is of these violent public sector workers who will do anything to gain from the system, and we hear about a bloated public service and so on. The truth of the matter, and the spokesperson of Popcrew uh, uh, mentioned this quite strongly, and you have as well. Public sector workers are desperate. They've lost maybe 10% of their buying power over the last couple of years. And they're also desperate because they're grossly understaffed and grossly overworked. And that's before any new cuts. And new cuts are coming. And there's been this uh, outpouring of, of hysteria from various people. I, I, I saw Adrian Basson yesterday from News24 who said that now leaders should be charged with murder. But where was Adrian Basson when the budget was announced, when Enoch Godongwana announced his budget uh, uh, last month? Uh, a budget which cut 15 billion rand from the health bill and from the, from the health budget. Uh, 5.2 in real terms, 40,000 vacancies in public health. Uh, I spoke to a, a, a senior academic in the medical field today, and he was saying that in the Western Cape, there will be a cut of 1.6 billion rand from uh, the health budget. That will cost in the region of 1,600 jobs, and that it is inevitable in those circumstances that people will die. So when Joe Pasla comes on uh, the radio and says he's found four people who died, and obviously uh, tragic that anybody should die, but he's found four people who died from the strike. Where was he going to look for the people who will die as a result of the, uh, of the ANC's budget? So uh, we must quit this hypocrisy mm. uh, and, and, and look at it truthfully. Mm. Uh, Roger, what then is the state of unions and also Union Solidarity, when just last week, SATU, the South African Democratic Teachers Union, says they're not part of the strike. They use strong words that Nahau has declared war on its members. This was after a SATU workshop in the Eastern Cape was disrupted by Nahau workers. SATU says it's not part of the strike. You also have the, um, the Public Servants Association saying that why they have not agreed to that 3% deal that they are looking at the bigger picture let's move forward that in real terms that three percent wasn't doesn't add to much and let's concentrate on future negotiations with the employer uh, it seems as if the state of unions in terms of union solidarity and how who is involved in the strike that seems to be neither here nor there what is the state in inter-union relations Look, Les, as a former trade unionist, it is nothing short of uh, uh, tragic to to hear a trade union attacking another trade union during the time when solidarity is most called for, and that is during uh, some form of strike action. Uh, having said that, uh, and also one would say, look, if you look at the trade union movement in, in South Africa, it's not... It's not in a great condition. Uh, the number, the proportion of the workforce in trade unions has gone down since about 2000. 
now sitting in the 20%. It's mainly permanent workers. It's mainly not the large and growing amount of precarious workers and workers on contract. There are five different federations. But the the response of Sattu can be traced here. There's a long-standing opposition between Sattu and uh, uh, other unions, including Nehawu, which surfaced last year at the Kusatu Congress. Sattu would support the current ANC government. Sattu would go to an election and encourage its members to vote for the current ANC government. Now, Niawu and Popku and the others have done so for years, but finally they realize that this ANC government is no longer something that's going to deliver for them. And, and they uh, put forward a, a resolution which carried by majority in the Kosatu Congress to uh, 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 transfer their voting intentions to encourage the SACP to stand separately. So there is a, a dis- there, there's a long-standing enmity politically, and then there's also a long-standing enmity in relation to collective bargaining. Sattu has generally been much more uh, inclined to accept low-wage offers over the last years. Nihau, Popku, and others have been much more inclined to fight in a militant way against those low-wage offers. So... This latest is a low. I, I would have to say it is a low in the life of the trade union movement, but it is not new. Uh, this enmity is not new. Roger Etkin, former trade union official, now editor of Amandla magazine, 021-446-0567. Uh, we want to blame public servants for the strike, but what about our cabinet ministers? With bloated salaries, most whom don't do their jobs properly, says this message. Your thoughts, 021-446-0567.